Welcome to The Ruckus, presented by Joe Rowe, a podcast that takes the filter off. Hey, hey, people, Joe Rowe here, and this is episode 10 of The Ruckus. How's it going? How's everybody doing? Hope you're doing well. Uh, it's about 11.28 p.m. That's 22.28, and um, well, let's get into it. Today, the topic, today the topic is, what is leadership? That question is a very broad question. However, it's a very important topic to me, and that's because I've had a lot of failed leadership in my time. I've had a lot of time, a lot of situations where the example was given to me in the form of shitty leadership. Uh, What have I done with that? Well, I've learned. I've learned a lot. I've had a lot of questions in my mind and found the answer because I didn't like the way I was being treated and I didn't want to treat people that way. I wanted to be an effective leader. I wanted to be somebody that inspired people, somebody that my, my, my soldiers when I was in and my employees, my coworkers, I wanted to be somebody that they would follow. Now, I'm not saying I wanted to be some epic hero, you know, and, and I'm diving off into battle or hitting the task head on and just, you know, I want to be like that guy in the sense of super expire, super inspiring, not expiring, that'd be bad, but inspiring. I just wanted to be the all around leader. I wanted to be the guy that set the example, kept the bar high and motivated people to not necessarily follow me, but run alongside me. So with that being said, I've got some questions, things that I've found and and developed over the years, uh, situations that have come across that I found the answer to, or at least I think I did. So without further ado, let's go. So is leadership leaving the job site or the work environment while your employees your minions stay in work see this is something that has become an epidemic of sorts it's been developed into a standard of uh, operating and treating your employees and it sends the wrong message and the reason it sends the wrong message is because you should be there before work and you should stay after the work is completed if you're a leader. The message that you send when you do that is that you're there for your employees. You support them, you support the cause. You support what you're trying to convince them is the mission or is the task that is important. It's important to the unit, it's important to the company, it's important to the end goal the final product and the bigger picture that they may not see. But if you're there representing and you're there showing that you support the bigger picture, they will in turn support you. And as a leader, there's nothing better than your employees or your soldiers supporting you makes your job easier makes your job more fun and if you enjoy leadership there ain't nothing better so next up 
is leadership. Withholding info from your workforce is no news good news. This falls in the category of communication. And yes, no news is good news. That means there's no update, nothing's changed. Carry on, keep moving. However, there's nothing wrong with telling your employees, telling your people that I have no news. It, it shows a vulnerability. It shows uh, a side of leadership that is pure and just simple communication. Hey guys, check this out. I don't have anything to give you as far as an update, so we're going to keep driving on with what's going on. You guys are doing a great job. I'll get back with you later. And it's just that simple. Is leadership holding your staff accountable for something they weren't trained on? Now, this one's just plain wrong. And I see it a lot. I see the lack of communication. And I see the lack of development in the people that are working for you. And if you don't train somebody... If you don't develop them and allow them to grow through your vision and then you turn around and hold them accountable, all you're doing is headhunting. That's all you're doing. You're trying to take the focus off of your failures and put it on the employee or put it on the soldier. And in, in my book, that's just plain wrong. Because you should want to develop your workforce. You should want to have the best that you can offer, which is not just yourself. That is the employee. That is the soldier. That is the person that wants to work for you. So you need to develop them. You need to train them. You need to make sure that they are an effective tool for the bigger picture. And absolutely, if they are trained, if they do know better, if they're educated and you have done your job in that regard, then absolutely hold them accountable because everybody that works for you should get what they deserve, good, bad, or indifferent. So train your people, get them knowledgeable because then you can hold them accountable. You can make them want to be better. You can make them want to learn. You can make them do what you want them to do because they know better. And they know better because you taught them or you showed them. You just simply train them. Is leadership gathering info on an individual with the agenda of firing them? This is something I've seen lately that it was brought to me in the sense of I'm allowing somebody to fail so I can expose the weak spots or the weak points, the weakest link if you will and this is just this is poor leadership 101 if somebody that works for you is failing you are failing because you're the one that's supposed to be leading them you're the one that's supposed to be training them you're the one that's supposed to show them how it's supposed to be done and if you let them fail then not only are you setting yourself up for scrutiny you're setting them up for failure you're also representing the company or the unit wrong. And you need to train everybody. It goes, goes hand in hand with the last one. You need to show them 
how it should be done. And if you're sitting there just biding your time or being quiet and letting them fail, then you are failing. You should be better. You should grow by allowing them to grow and then they do better things, which in turn reflects upon you and it's a circle of growth. Next up, is leadership hiring somebody and expecting them to hit the ground running? Now, a lot of people will debate this one because when you hire somebody or, or somebody gets given to you, as in the military, you get a new troop in or whatnot, they should be, underline that, should be able to hit the ground running. They should be trained. But what if the last person that they were under, their last leader, didn't do their job? What if they didn't train them and they're as green as can be? What if they're fresh out of college? What if they're not up to speed? Yeah, you hire them based off of their potential, but expecting them to hit the ground running, that's a bonus. It's your job as a leader to communicate with that individual and ask them, where are you at? Where do you stand? What do you know about this? What do you know about that? And learn your people. If you expect them to hit the ground running, then you're just doing more of the same and you're wondering how long is it before this guy fails? But what you're really saying is I'm letting this guy fail. I'm letting this woman fail. I'm letting this employee or this soldier fail because I just expected them to do X, Y, Z. So what should you do when somebody gets hired or somebody gets assigned to you? Learn, learn them, learn their capabilities, learn what they bring to the table and then build upon that because everybody can be built up. Everybody can be trained. But if you're just sitting back expecting, then you're failing because you're not communicating and you're not moving forward. Is leadership staying in your office until your supervisor or your manager has a complaint or a gripe and then micromanaging your employees? No, this is not leadership. This is disconnected. And leadership is not disconnected. It is not arm's distance. It is not observant from afar. Leadership is involved. Leadership is hands-on. If you are a true leader, you should have your finger on the pulse at all times. You should understand what's going on. And if anything, you should keep your supervisor who clearly doesn't have their finger on the pulse, who clearly just wants answers and only only cares about getting to the top of Everest. They don't care about the journey. You should be keeping that person at bay with answers, with truth, with reality. Now, how you sell that is how you sell that. You develop that skill over time. But the point is, you don't go out and micromanage your employees or your soldiers or your assigned personnel because you're getting picked on by your supervisor. You don't sit back and just say you're conducting business. Now a gripe has hit your desk and, oh, I need to be all over my people. No, that should be a constant. You shouldn't be pestering. You shouldn't be hovering and micromanaging because there's a difference between that and having your finger on the pulse communication is key talking with your people knowing what they're up to 
also knowing what they should be up to, what they should be doing, where they should be on a task. There are certain tasks that nobody's going to know a timeline, but you should at least have an idea of how long it should take to accomplish something. If it's open-ended, that's fine. You tell them straight up, hey, there's no timeline on this. Keep me posted, keep me updated, and communicate with your individuals, communicate with your personnel. Because sitting back and waiting for something to hit you in the face is wrong. If you walk around a corner and get punched in the face and don't learn your lesson, well, that's the definition of insanity. If you continue to walk around that corner and get hit in the face and react and react and react, you're not learning anything. You're just a reaction. So communicate with your people. Know what they're up to. Be able to battle the people that don't care. Be able to provide answers that keep the people that don't care about anything but the final result. Be able to keep them at bay. Is leadership continually asking if or when a job should be done? No. No, that's not leadership at all. Like I just mentioned, you should be able to give a timeline to yourself and your people. 90% of the tasks that you're up against, you should have a rough estimate, if anything, but more so a definite answer to how long a task should take. And if it's open-ended, sure, that's fine. I said that before, that's fine. But you should be able to say, okay, this task, that task, this task, that task, it should take this long. Employee guy, employee girl, my troop, my soldier, whatever. This is what I expect from you and this is how long it should take. And then keep in contact and ask them, all right, listen, I gave you two hours to do this and you're not done yet. Why aren't you done yet? Give me answers, communicate. 90% of leadership is communication. And if you're too scared to communicate, that is not your employee's problem. That is your problem. Now there are many tools in leadership and it should be something that you do and use and manipulate and grow from continually. You should be evolving every day as a leader. So this next one is leadership continually threatening to work the weekend or overtime or extra hours if a task is not completed. Now there are certain aspects of leadership that resemble a threat, but when you use deliberate threats to motivate your personnel, you haven't made it past stage one. You're using your rank, you're using your position, you're using your title as a pry bar for the end result when if you inspired and you communicated and you drove the train versus rode on it then you wouldn't have to use threats you wouldn't have to say hey if you don't finish this then we're working the weekend that's called mismanaging that's called not understanding what is in front of you the task at hand and expecting the slack to be picked up by your employees you should be better than that you should know what you're up against. And if you don't know what you're up against, then I guess you should get your finger on the pulse of the situation because then you won't have to work the weekend. 
You can manage your time. You can manage your people. You can manage your resources. Because in the end, that's what it's all about. It's about developing the situation so you can work smarter, not harder. Yes, there are going to be times when you don't have an option. There are going to be times when you are up against the wall and you have no choice. But if you've communicated that with your workforce and your employees and you said, hey, listen, this is out of my hands because we didn't get this on time or we didn't receive that or we didn't, you know, whatever the case may be. They will understand. They will stick by you. They will work with you. But if you leave it up to the last minute, if you don't communicate, if you just sit back and wait for a situation to hit you in the face, then everybody's going to be upset. And you should communicate these things before D-Day shows up. You should communicate these things before it is too late or it is the end of the workday. And oh, by the way, we got to stay late or we got to work this weekend. Because to an employee, yes, they get paid by you and they work for you and that is their job. But I don't care what employee it is. I don't care what soldier it is. I don't care who it is that is underneath you. They enjoy being home with their family, their friends, their extracurricular activities more than being at work. And when you start infringing upon that, you're taking morale and throwing it in the dirt. And these people are not going to be inspired to work for you. They're not going to be motivated to go, yep, you know what? I'm going to follow that guy wherever he needs to go. We're going to get the mission done. We're going to finish the task. So no, you should not use threatening tactics or bullying procedures and processes to get the finished product. Is leadership getting butt hurt because someone calls you out on your shortcomings, so then you try and get them fired? This one is a hard no. It's a hard no. Because if you don't understand that you're human and you make mistakes, if you believe that you know everything, and that you're above learning and you're above growing and moving forward, then progression's not your middle name. And as a leader, progression should be your middle name. It should be something that you are accustomed to. And showing vulnerability as a leader, saying, you know what, I don't know that, but let's, you and me, let's work on this and figure it out. That's always a better tactic than saying, I'm upset because you called me out on my bullshit. If you show that you're vulnerable and that you can say, I don't know something, that leaves the opportunity for somebody to come in and say, hey, you know what? I do know about this. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. But if you're always projecting that you know everything, nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to be there for you because whether you do or you don't, you're projecting that you know. Now, there are times as a leader that you need to do that. You need to show that strength of, yeah, I got this. Because it can be inspiring if you do that. But while you're waiting for the knowledge to hit you in the face, you should be seeking out that knowledge. You shouldn't, let me take that back. You shouldn't be waiting for the knowledge to show up. If you project that you know what's going on and you're up to speed and you've got this, but you don't, 
as soon as you say those words or as soon as you project that image, you should be researching, you should be finding, you should be developing and find that knowledge. Because eventually it's going to come out and somebody's going to call you on your bullshit, whether that's your employees or your supervisor. The stupid is going to show up at your door and it's going to be showed to you in a not so nice fashion. Now, what you do with that? What do you do with that? When you're called out on your bullshit, when you're called out and you, somebody says, um, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Even if they don't say it, but they know it, it's the same thing. Now, for you to turn around and get butt hurt because somebody called you on your bullshit, well, that's just sensitivity at an all-time high. Be humble. Understand that you don't know everything. Understand that you have the ability to learn and you're human. Develop yourself before you develop your people. Because if you're leading blindly, nobody can see. Next up is leadership not showing up until work call and expecting your employees <clears throat> to get you up to speed before your morning meeting or before your morning coffee or before you run into your supervisor. No. As the saying goes, being on time, you're late. Being early, you're on time. You should be there before your employees get there. You should know what's going on so when they show up, because their job is only to produce for you. So when they show up, you can give that guidance. You can show them, hey, we've got X, Y, Z to do today. And I expect it to be done by this time. If you need something, I have the resources. I will get you what you need. But I expect you to have this done by this time. Versus showing up late or showing up on time rather. And expecting your employees to get you up to speed. Yes, they should have answers. Yes, they should know something about the situation but you should know more you're the leader and if you do like I said before and you develop yourself and you learn and you have your finger on the pulse then when your employees or your soldiers or your personnel shows up to work you can lead you can show them the way you can tell them what you expect of them and you present competence whether you have it or not, you show, hey, I got this. I know what's going on. This is our daily task. Let's do this. Let's go. Is leadership circumventing the rules under false intentions than telling your workforce because I said so to meet an agenda? Now, this one has several layers. And that's because having an agenda versus having a finish line are two totally different things. If you have an agenda, then you're the only one that's aware. You're holding back and you're not communicating. Whereas if you have a finish line, you and your team can get there together. Now, if you're circumventing or you're bending or you're getting around the rules and then you flex on your people and you say, because I said so, that actually reminds me of something a friend told me. And it's become a joke, but the saying goes, do what you're told, it's the right thing to do. That is the wrong thing to do. And that's not the wrong thing to do for the employee, that's the wrong thing to do for the leader. Do what I told you because it's the right thing to do. If you're doing what somebody told you versus what should be done, 
there is a difference. What should be done is guided by rules, is guided by standard operating procedures, and is driven by regulations and official guidance. If you're doing what somebody told you to do, then that person is using their rank or their position, not their knowledge. They're using false intentions to get you to do what they want you to do, not what should be done. And as the saying goes, should be's don't make honey. So don't use your position more than you should. Yes, when you're a leader, you should have that respect, but that's stage one. I'm in charge. This is my position. You work for me. But that only lasts a short amount of time and then you move forward, you move on. And why do you move on? Why do you grow? Why do you get forward and get past this? Because that person, they walk in the door knowing you're in charge. If you have to express that further, then that employee or that soldier needs development because they clearly don't get it. They think that they can supersede what you've done and what you've worked for to be in that position. So don't sit there and go, I'm in charge all the time. That's worn out as soon as you meet somebody. So grow, develop, get beyond your rank because that's, your position is only worth so much. And people will realize that. Your employees and your soldiers and your personnel will get it. And they'll see this person's one dimensional. They're leaning on their position to manipulate me into the finish line. And they will call you out on it. Whether verbally or non-verbally, they know. So don't be naive. Is leadership overworking your knowledgeable employees because your other employees are lacking? No, that's a shortcoming on the leader. The person that's in charge should know their workforce. They should know the capabilities. They should learn their personnel and develop them. If somebody is knowledgeable, then yes, by all means, use them, but use them wisely. Because if they've been there, they've done that, and this isn't their first job, or this isn't their first task, and they've seen the, the things that go on in the workplace, they're gonna come become real wise to what you're doing and then they're going to relax and they're going to take a position of why why am I putting out or producing for this person that clearly doesn't appreciate what I'm capable of now as the leader what you should do is you should see your shortcomings you should see you should see your people as what they are and everybody should get what they deserve if you have somebody that is knowledgeable and they're they're wise and they can produce and, and show other people, teach other people, then have that conversation with them. Hey Johnny, hey Joe, hey Susie, whatever her name, his name is. Hey listen, I see that you know what's going on. I appreciate the knowledge that you bring to the table. I need your help. I don't have time or I don't have this or I don't have that or I, I just want to utilize you in the most effective way possible. 
I need you to show this person how to do this task because we need to get to the finish line. We need to get to the completion of whatever we're up against. Whereas if you just overwork them and you tell them, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Eventually they're going to say, why? Why does that person over there who's an idiot or who doesn't know his job or is stupid or who is whatever, why is that person getting paid the same amount of money that I'm getting paid? Because at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. It boils down to money. What is a person worth? And if somebody's working their ass off and getting paid the same amount as somebody that can just sit on their ass all day or just be the dumb employee, they're not going to produce for you. They're going to dial it back. And they're going to backtrack or rather settle to the position of the person that's not producing, which is a shame because great employees can be killed by poor leadership. Great employees can become shitty employees or shitty soldiers because the leader is giving the same benefits and the same perks and the same pay to somebody who's not producing. So what do you do? You snatch up the person that is not producing. You get them and you pull them into your office or you pull them aside and you say, hey, listen, you should be doing this, you should be doing that and you're not there yet, but that's okay. We're gonna work on that. Now, if that person is making mistakes, that's fine because that mistake is your mistake. Everybody owns it. The person that made it and the leader above them. So you should tell them that. Tell them it's okay. Hey, check this out. You made a mistake and that's all right. First one's on me. I didn't develop you the right way or I didn't do this or you just plain didn't know. That's okay. We're gonna work on that. We're gonna fix it. It's not gonna happen again because you shouldn't make the same mistake twice, whether as a leader or as an employee. So work with them, develop them, get them up to speed and take a little Take a little weight off of the person that knows better, that is knowledgeable, that is producing for you. Because a workhorse is only good if you feed them. So feed your workhorse. Feed your employees that are lacking. Feed your personnel so everybody gets to eat and everybody is up to speed. Is leadership treating every employee equally despite the output of the employee well we just talked about that and a good simple explanation is communism why communism because in communism it doesn't matter the output it doesn't matter who's better than who everybody gets equal pay equal treatment equal result whether you overproduce or underproduce everybody gets the same in communism and a workforce should never be a communist workforce it should never be something where the guy that works really hard gets the same as someone who doesn't develop your people it's worth it it makes their job easier it makes your job easier the output is more and everybody can actually go home happy they can leave the job site with a smile on their face knowing they earned their check. 
develop your people. Now this next one is something I've seen lately and it, it comes at no surprise. But is leadership using social media to gather information on your employees in order to fire them or discipline them or simply stalk them and monitor them? Try and relate to them? No. And the reason I say no is is kind of a half yes as well, and I'll explain. Social media is not going anywhere. Social media is everywhere. I'm using social media for this podcast. But if you are friends with somebody on the good old fashioned, you know, interwebs, it should not be manipulated to gain access or to gain an upper hand on your employees. Now, that's not to say that you can't be on there and learn more about your employee. Clearly, if your employee or your soldier is doing something illegal or wrong or represents the company in the wrong light or the unit in the wrong way, then yes, that conversation should be had. But don't be a stalker. Don't be a manipulator. And don't don't treat it as a tool to get an upper hand on your employee. If you want to relate to your employee or your soldier, then by all means, make friends with them. But in my opinion, you should do that before social media is involved. You shouldn't use it as a tool for, for destruction. Don't manipulate your employees at all costs. And what I mean by that is don't manipulate them in the in the negative sense. Don't use it to get an upper hand because social media is a fun thing. It's a fun place. It's a good space for interacting and building a community. But when that community is at arm's distance or when that community is manipulated by somebody who's trying to have an upper hand on somebody, then it's useless. And it's another opportunity for somebody to call you on your bullshit and push back. Because if you see something on social media or you see something that somebody did outside of work and you bring it to work, that person is going to rebel. They're going to put you at distance. And they're going to distance themselves from the community, which as an employee, you don't want. Most people spend more time at work than they do at home. So why would you want to be part of a community that wants to manipulate you? So use social media wisely getting close to the end of my list here and uh, second to last is leadership giving a task to an employee then returning to them with demands changes once they finish the task now this is a pet peeve of mine and it's a pet peeve of mine because before somebody gives me a task you should communicate what you expect out of that task you should communicate a list of things that you want to be accomplished now sure there are times when you know things pop up there are times when uh circumstances change but if i tell somebody if i tell one of my employees hey listen i need you to make a list i need you to make a a chart or i need you to create something or i need you to go move this or do that or whatever and i don't communicate with them a, B, C, D, E, F, G, and every every step in between, 
then that's a failure on me as the leader. You should want to communicate every aspect of the task. Some people that are in leadership positions have taken this and run with it in the wrong direction. And what I mean by that is they think that if they have information, then they're still in charge. If they withhold information, then I have an upper leg on my employees. You shouldn't want to have an upper leg. You shouldn't have to manipulate the situation to be in charge. That should be established before. So don't withhold information. If you want a specific thing done a specific way in a specific manner, convey that, communicate that, tell them. If it's a spreadsheet and you want it to have pink and purple as the main colors, okay, say that. Don't wait until that employee or that soldier or that, you know, person in your charge comes back and, and, and they're proud. They own what they've completed. All for you to say, well, that's not what I wanted. Because the first thought that person's going to have, the first thought is, why the hell did he not tell me or she not tell me that in the beginning? Why did I spend all this time creating something just for them to say, nope, that's not what I wanted? As a leader, you should be confident in the outcome. You should be confident on the goal and the finish line and where you want to end up. But that's for nothing if you don't communicate that. Talk to your people. Let them know what you expect of them. And be specific. Because when they do that task, when they finish that project, and they bring it back to you, and they, they, they're essentially your children, and they bring it back to you, and they're, they say, Daddy, or Boss, or Hey, Mr. Guy in charge of me. Look what I did. I'm proud of this. I created this. I made this. Mostly because you told me to, but I made this for you. Check it out. All for you to say that's not what I wanted. You've instantly affected their morale. And morale, amongst other things, is the driving force for people to work for you. You keep morale high, you keep production high, and they come back for more. Finally, is leadership blaming others i.e. upper management or exterior, you know, sources for shitty work environments or crappy tasks. No, this is not leadership. And as my final thought, this is not leadership because you should own it. You should know what's going on. And you shouldn't say, we have to stay the weekend because my manager said so. Communicate in a better manner. Develop your communication skills to know, or rather convey that you know what's going on, to show your employees and your, your people, to show them that you're there with them. We're in the trenches together, we're gonna get through this. Because as soon as you blame it on somebody else, you're disconnecting. You're disconnecting from your employees, you're disconnecting from the situation, and it doesn't instill confidence in your workforce. It does not make people want to be with you. Sure, it might work sometimes, but those sometimes should be allocated for things that are literally out of your control. The last thing you want to present to your workforce is that you're out of control, that you don't know what's going on, that your finger is not on the pulse. And when you say, we have to do this, this, and that, because my manager said so, 
then you've now reduced yourself to the workforce level, to the employee level, taking yourself out of the leadership role. And if you're an employee or you're the same and you're complaining, just like an employee would, you're no longer the leader. So be the leader, be in charge, own it. Now, it may seem like I'm fired up about this, and, and that's that's quite simply because I am. I've had a lot of shitty leaders. I've had a lot of people that manipulate rules of engagement, if you will. I've had a lot of people use their rank and position to gain access to the situation versus owning the situation and being in charge. Now, that's not to say I haven't had good leaders and people that I would follow. But me personally, I base leadership off of knowledge and communication. And it's not a bad thing to base it off of. Because communication keeps people informed. You do not have the upper hand if you hold information. You are not in charge if you say, yep, I've got this and I'm not telling my, my people, I'm not telling my employees, because if I do, then I'm on their level or I, I, I appear that, you know, I, I'm not in charge. Communicate. It's worth it. Yeah, your employees don't need to know everything, but they need to at least understand why they're working for you. Because yes, they work for the company and yes, they work for the unit and yes, they are there getting a check. But if they're not motivated, then what's the point? Develop yourself, develop your skills, and then develop your people. Have your finger on the pulse and know what's going on. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that's in charge. You're the one that people are going to come to. You're the one that is the guiding light and the force that is going to motivate people to get the job done. Now, don't think that this is going to be an easy test because you can't get to the top of the top of Everest just by showing up there. There is a regimen. You do have to go to base camp one and then back down base camp two and then back down base camp three and then back down. And what is that? That's that's the journey. And the journey is worth it. The journey develops ownership. The journey develops camaraderie. The journey builds morale and shows people that what we're doing is worth it. The finish line is up there, but we're not there yet. And we will get there. We'll get there as a team. We'll get there as a unit. But most importantly, we will get there. And finally, we'll get there together. So let's do this. Let's learn. Let's grow. I'm here for you. I'm here with you. So, in closing, I want to uh, present something that I use for my podcast. And no, I am not sponsored by these people or this company, but I do use them because it's a great service. It's royalty-free music, and it's called Epidemic Sound. The song you're hearing in the background, it's called Carrots. K-A-R-A-T-S and it's by Ballpoint that's Epidemic Sound E-P-I-D-E-M-I-C S-O-U-N-D dot com I recommend them because they're simple they're quality and they have a lot of options so check them out if you get a chance 
This podcast is available on almost every, almost every platform. Soon to be on uh, Apple Podcasts, but you can catch me on Stitcher. You can catch me on Overcast and Pocket Casts and Radio Public. And it's growing by the day. I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate all the support. Been doing this for a few weeks now. I'm almost to a hundred hundred downloads, which is is big because this this is a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun with this, and yeah, this was a spirited uh, spirited conversation or spirited podcast, if you will. But that's because it's worth it. And if it's worth it, you're going to do it on purpose. And if you do it on purpose, people are going to see that, and you're going to motivate others. So I hope that's what I did for you today. If anything, I hope I took away from your daily life and let you escape for a minute. I appreciate everything that you guys are doing, all the support. I already said that, but I can't say it enough. So, this is Joe Rowe. Laters. Laters.